listeners, and welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast number 375. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I am joined, I being uh, Josh Wise, am joined by Rich Walker and Imogen Donovan, as ever. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Is it going well? Swimmingly, thank you. Rich has been swimming. <laughs> Excellent. You? How yeah, are you, Imogen? Pond. You all right? Um... <laughs> <laughs> the wits are really small. Um, yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good, yeah. good, excellent. We got we got things to discuss. Namely, uh, the big one is Marvel's Avengers. Woo! Mm. <laughs> Playing a beta, we did, we did. Um, and we have a nice little smattering of news. Let's get right on into it. Ooh, no, no we'll preamble people, today. No preamble. We got some All serious business. avenging. Business. We got some avenging to do. I like you know? it. I like this business, Josh. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You no mess. You don't take no, no mess. I don't. Yeah. I'm not fucking about. Right, have a have a bloody jingle. When you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop goes round. Yeah. Rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice. Because they never, ever, ever come undone. And you can then undo them. Just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day. Never, ever, 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 ever come undone. Marvel's Avengers, Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers, or Square Enix's Crystal Dynamics's <laughs> and Eidos Montreal's yeah. Marvel's Avengers. What do you think? Rich and me have been playing uh, over the weekend mm-hmm. the... What was it? Closed? It's a closed well, beta, it, isn't I, it? I guess it's sort of early access for journos. Cause, um, was it just? It was just definitely just a yeah. journo one that's just gone, right? Yeah. So we got our own weekend. Uh, so got, we got a little, we had a we got a little cheeky, little cheeky weekend. We had an avenging, didn't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then also, I think on this Friday, this weekend, is another closed beta for people who've pre-ordered the game. And then there's like two more. Be- there's like a, there's like a fully public open beta right at the end. And then there's like another one in between. I don't know what they're doing. There's about four beta. It's like the trailers when a Marvel movie comes out. It's, it's like um, teaser trailer, trailer one, yeah. trailer two, the Super Bowl trailer, the Red Band trailer. It's all of that, yep. but yeah. with beaters. It's basically, um, yeah, PS4 pre-order exclusive, then an yeah. Xbox One pre-order exclusive the week after, uh-huh. then okay. everyone. All, and then everyone, piling. and then the game's actually out yeah. on September fourth. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We, we, we could call that a day. Sure. Um, <laughs> so this is um, actually, yeah. This, this. I tell you what. Right. The first thing to say about Marvels of, I'll get the ball ro- mm-hmm. get the ball rolling. Um, it's it's kind of just. I don't know if it's just me, but, but it, explaining what it bloody well is is the first thing. Yeah. Because I ever since it was revealed, it was like. Oh, a big Avengers game. You know, that's kind of cool. And then it was like, yeah, it's kind of Destiny. It's a bit co-op. but And it's, well, it's multiplayer reliant. And then it was like, well, listen, you know, there's a campaign and actually you can only do that solo. Mm-hmm. So it's, for a, like a lot of it, I just didn't really understand what it was. Played it now. It's a game with a war table on it, which is a big hologram table. Yeah. And on that war table are a series of missions and some of those missions are single-player campaign missions which you play on your own, and the other missions are missions of varying types to play with co-op, up to three other people, and uh, and of course uh, online, all of all with your chosen Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is the sort of classic uh, f- 
first go of the Avengers, so Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Kamala Khan, who I think my flatmate told me is Captain Marvel, or turns out to Ms. be Captain Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Yeah, so there's right, Captain okay. Marvel, who is, you know, Brie Larson in the movies, that Captain Marvel. Then there's Ms. Okay. Marvel. Right. Yeah. And are they, are they, like, partners, or? I don't think so. Um, okay. I don't even think Same their powers name. are similar or anything like that. No. She's all stretchy. No. Well, Captain Marvel isn't. Indeed, Stretch Arm. I was reminded of Stretch Armstrong, mm-hmm. the uh, the popular Hasbro toy from the uh, oh, from the yeah. late seventies onwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Kamala Khan is uh, what they call an Inhuman. Yeah. Um, so which uh, the game I've got. I, I, I listen. Now I'm not going to talk about the plot mostly because I I couldn't if you pressed me. It's a there, there's there's a sort of mist, uh, literally a mist. Uh, that sort of leaks on the on the on the planet Earth, or at least San Francisco, uh, which kind of um, uh, sprinkles some uh, magical powers on the general population, which is of course a problem. Uh, some people will be bad, some people will be good. But anyway, you know, the Avengers have to clean this up. Basically, yeah. that's that's the sort of long and short it's of a it. Big old mess. And of course, they'll they'll be. Uh, we only got to play like three, the first like three big story missions mm-hmm. in the in the in the beta. So right, just give me. Your kind of first reaction, you know, general noise, like a... Mm. Uh, and then just, your, you know, briefly your, your thoughts on the game. And bear in mind, uh, listeners, obviously, Rich Walker, I think of, of the three of us. I know Imogen... Well, actually, Imogen, do you, like, you enjoy the Marvel stuff, don't you? You're not, like, a super fan, but you just kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. That pretty much yeah, all of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think you remind me of me in that respect. I, 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 you know, I bear no ill will. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I used to. I, I think I was looking on Disney Plus the other day, trying to work out chronologically where I sort of lost interest in the. I watched pretty much all of them up to Civil War, and then after that, it just got a bit shaky, and I couldn't really be bothered with it anymore. But I did like, you know, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, some of them and. You're, you're on more. Anyway, you're on Martin Scorsese's side. The absolutely, parks. yeah. They're, they're all they're all overly produced roller coasters and not <laughs> true cinema. But uh, no. Um, but Rich Walker is very much the kind of target audience. Uh, yeah. I call him the Uber dweeb. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Obviously, it's an it's an affectionate term. Well, my qualifications um, are: I have boxes full of comic books upstairs. <laughs> the room I'm sat yeah. in, I have every single Marvel movie on Blu-ray. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I grew up reading Marvel comics, so yeah, I'm a massive nerd. Did you see um, an Uber dweeb? Yeah, you might say. Yeah, if you yeah. like. Um, or we could call you an inhuman if you want. Sure, oh, yeah. why not? If just as a sort of term of celebration. So what's give me the, give me the initial uh, yay nay thumbs up thumbs down? You know what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Ooh, well it's hard, right? Because it's only a beta. <laughs> well, that's, that's the noise. Oh, right yeah, <laughs> it's only a beta, and um, well, what we'll say is that it didn't blow me away particularly. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of played what you know what was there, and then I had no uh-huh. compulsion to really go back and revisit it. Because Yowzer. okay, well, because I felt like it wasn't particularly varied. Felt like I was mm-hmm. mainly mashing buttons mm-hmm. and sort of earning unremarkable loot. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, it just didn't really pull me in. I think the best part of the beta is the opening Golden Gate bridge section i thought that was cracking yeah Yeah. because it kind of flies Um, between the different heroes and you're like you know you're thor one minute then you're iron man the next then you're hulk yeah it's like oh wow cool this is really really good even though it has qt and it's like you know what is it 2006 (laughs) why why am i yeah why am i doing a qt in 2020 
<laughs> yeah, by the time the listeners will be hearing this, uh, Rich's preview piece will be up yeah. on uh, PlayStation Trophies. Mine will be up on Video Gamer. But you do bring up this point, and I think it's valid. It, I thought the, Q- the QTE is hilarious. I mean, quick time events generally, yeah. I mean, it, you know, they had their time in the sun in... Uh, you know, a, a, a while ago, and they're sort of considered a little bit rusty now, a little yeah. bit cliche, aren't they? But in your preview, um, you kind of reasoned that they sort of pull you back in, kind of thing, in a way. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I, I mean, I found, um, yeah, like, I, I, it was a big, crunchy, munchy, smashy, clashy set piece right at the beginning of the game where the Golden Gate Bridge blows up, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, your Team Avengers, and usually that's the point in the movies where I tend to sort of switch off slightly or want to check my phone. I, I, I the, the sort of massive, bonkers action set pieces... Uh, they all just get a bit much for me. But it was kind of interesting. Like, you start off the game, and these little quick touch... Because you have to respond... You're sort of always on edge. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't know when a button prompt's going to flash up. So you kind of have to really pay attention to all this carnage that's going on. And I thought they... As a set-piece opener, I thought they stitched it together quite well. I was really... I was really gunning for action because I went in with you know slightly low expectations of of Marvel's Avengers. I just sort of thought, eh, you know, not really my thing, but we, you know, I'll, I'll have a go. <laughs> and after that sort of like you know five ten minutes, I thought I thought, oh, John, that was bloody good fun. That mm. um, if a little bit disposable and a little bit throwaway. Let's talk about the combat. Um, yeah, you know, God of War. This ain't. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, do you know what? It's funny Batman, you say that. Ain't. It's funny you say that <laughs> right. because. When it opens as Thor and you're throwing around mm. Mjolnir and it oh yeah and it zooms back to you, I was like, oh, this is a bit like God of War. Actually, yeah, yeah, that that particular mechanic yeah. was a bit like Kratos's axe, wasn't it? Well, exactly. I guess Kratos's yeah. axe really owes a debt to Mjolnir, so uh, to it's, ta- it's taking it back, right? It's like this is my thing. Give it back, Kratos. Reclaiming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like that. I like that. But. Um, you mentioned sort of button mashy. I think I know exactly what you mean. But what 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 what's your feeling generally? Like you, I mean, I'd say you don't really. It's not as though you have to worry about. You. There is a little dodge mechanic, mm-hmm. and it does do a little slow motion thing if you do a good dodge. And there's a some characters have a kind of cool parry functioning. Yeah. You know, considering the majority of what you're doing in this game is you know clobber clobber smash. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, what are your thoughts? Well, they said that there there are aspects of the combat that are rewarding, like that little slow mo thing, and then the sort of counter window you have is quite cool. Mm. But then mm-hmm. I found with Black Widow, it felt odd mm. that because you you dodge, but then mm. with, because you're fighting Taskmaster in her section, he mm-hmm. obviously learns your moves and he can just deflect everything. It's like yeah, it was, it was, that was an odd <laughs> boss battle, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yes, it was, and also it didn't really feel like a boss battle. No, to it me. didn't. It sort of it's like I, I just had to sort of right. I've just got to do this thing now. Then I got to do this thing, and he will inevitably, you know, die or, or be knocked <laughs> out or whatever. Uh, but this yeah. funny thing of that is, you have Marvel Spider-Man to compare. If you did the Taskmaster missions in that game, I there's did a, indeed. A oh boss God, you're against right. Taskmaster yes, in that the, game yeah. as well, and it, I think it did a better job. So you're absolutely right. An immediate I completely comparison. forgot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should say to everyone, by the way, you know, news in yesterday, day before, Spider he's coming to Avengers. Yeah, as a PS4 exclusive on, P- on PS4 exclusively, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, and but we don't know. Well, presumably, I'm guessing he won't be the Spider-Man from the PS4 Spider-Man. Yeah, I, my but hunch m- is that might be a skin, like a, maybe. 
Oh, it could be a skin, perhaps. Mm. I was just thinking, because it's Square Enix are quite keen with their art style to kind of craft their own take on the... Yeah. <laughs> I've done it again, Square Enix. I really should say <laughs> Crystal Dynamics yeah. uh, and Eidos Montreal. Um because they really kind of want their own thing. And I, I read uh, something, I think it was on the PlayStation blog, one of the artists was saying, you know, we're kind of still working with, with Spider-Man to get him feeling good in the game and, you know, feeling how he should feel. I wonder if they'll so, if, uh, if they'll get Yuri Lowenthal or... or if the way you said we're working of. with Spider-Man, I just had an image of them, like, they've got Spider-Man in the studio <laughs> and he's, he's, <laughs> he's, and he's a consulting <laughs> on his look, going, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one do like, that. like, like that th- in the uh, Tobey Maguire movie yeah. where he's where he's like scribbling out all his costume designs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. cracking. No, I, yeah. So, so that's that's coming up. <clears throat> I mean, my thoughts would just and I actually, by the way, in terms of just hand to hand combat, mm-hmm. um, strangely enough, uh, like Black Widow, who is she? She's a human, but she has gadgets and such. Yeah. She's not super powered, so. She has like uh, electric bracelets and like batons and a grappling hook and all, all you know all of her sort of high tech gizmos. Um, but I found her combat was was probably the most fun, just, just or at least fighting Taskmaster because yeah. of the the sort of dodge. And then when he'd when he'd kind of get a little distance on you, she can whip out. She's got two two just. Well, just guns, just two handguns. <laughs> mm. You can just fire on him, unlimited ammo. Sort of like Devil May Cry style. Well, you're on familiar ground, um, aren't you, immediately? You're like, oh, yeah, I mm. know this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they've all... Uh, all of the Avengers... I guess the, the sort of standouts... Thor and Iron Man can just fly. So that's... That's pretty big time. Mm-hmm. I mean... It was kind of... Like, they're all... All of the Avengers that you can play as in the game. And maybe this is... This is kind of my problem i guess or or part of the game that's maybe just a little less exciting because they're all in the same game and they don't you know they don't get games to themselves um they they, they, all of the characters they all have to be able to do everything yeah it's uh it's uh it's so it's you know something like overwatch which is that they're obviously like very very specific distance uh differences between Mm -hmm. the characters because they're all fit for a certain purpose because they need everybody to be able to do... There can't be a mission that you can't do with Black Widow, just like there can't be a mission that you can't do with Hulk, right? They want everyone to be happy with their favourite Avengers. Yeah. Um, and therein, for me, lies a slight problem, because I found it it doesn't really matter um, about team construction or uh, overly meaningful differences between the two. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, I sort of felt like when I was Iron Man, I had a lot of fun flying around. But ultimately, I found, well, you know, Kamala can just use her big stretchy arms and just sort of swing from things. So she can, she can also just get about really, really quick. And Hulk can just leap massive, you know, building height kind of thing. Uh, so, uh, do you know what? I, <laughs> he can in the comic books. He can't really in this. He can. No, he can't. He's no, kind that's of limited. Right, he can't. Yeah. Yeah. So you have yeah, to sort and, of and, do kind of a. a equivalent what's the equivalent of a wall run i suppose he sort of grabs walls and <laughs> bounds off them. sort of sticks onto yeah. set set points on walls doesn't he yeah yeah and i did find um that, that so that, that all of these different missions you've got your war zones you dr- the war zone is basically like a strike from destiny mm-hmm. um the drop zone is 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 like a sh- an even shorter sort of 10 minute version of that so basically the war zone is you and up to three friends drop into a, a very wide open they're, they're kind of nice open areas for the for the co-op missions yeah um you know and you'll have a certain objective 
and you'll just have to do that really and, and it'll be a sort of you know uh, go and destroy the generator or, or stand on this thing for you know five minutes and defend it from enemy you know mm. your sort of standard stuff and it all revolves uh, ar- around the combat um, but i found it personally uh quite a bit more fun um just to, in the single player yeah uh, if only for the fact that the the single player missions are actually uh that they are missions designed for for a single avenger as it were yeah. you, you know they're they're linear they're a little bit more narrow so there's a lovely thing with hulk where you sort of leaping through this forest mm-hmm. in the pacific northwest and it's just i found that was kind of nice it was like a nice little you know have a little sort of focused pathway to go on and then yeah. it opens out into a cool little base whereas the multiplayer one they have to be big they have to be open they have to be in a way generic though i don't want to sound too harsh on it they're, they're very nice mm. um you know uh, and and what, what did you think to like the get the way the game looks um i suppose i would say maybe slightly inconsistent there are parts where it doesn't mm. look particularly interesting. I think overall it looked quite good. I know when the game was first announced, a lot of people highlighted the the weird character designs, but I feel like they've quietly kind of refined those now, and I don't mm. I don't really have a problem with the way they look mm. anymore. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah. It, I think it looks I think it looks good actually. You know. Yeah. Well, it is. Um, it's uh, the it's a very very heavily modified. Uh, version of the foundation engine, right? Uh, which is the engine that that powered Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes um, sense. And so, yeah, and and which I think that in turn was a very very heavily modified version of the Crystal engine, which powered the 2012 Tomb Raider. So it's sort of iterations on a on a on a potentially a really nice engine. Yeah. Um, there was some kind of weird. Uh, you know, rough textures here in the single-player campaign missions. I did notice, like, some of the foliage and some of the sort of the rock faces in the game got really weird, rough texture. I mean, obviously, I should say, like, like you made clear earlier, it is a beta. Yeah. You know, so they have a certain amount of time to tinker and tweak things mm-hmm. and make things very pretty. I'm still a little bit. Um, uh, the art, the art. When it comes to the art direction, I just feel a little bit like I look at something like Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Or you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I think, oh man, you know, you, you guys can do anything with this. You're like, you've got yeah. these really lovely, bold art styles, super colourful, really exaggerated. And when you play this, yeah, I just sort of, I feel a bit like, you know, they're, they're, they obviously want to hew a little bit, you know, qu- clearly closer to the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but obviously they don't want to go the whole hog and get all the likenesses and such. Yeah. So it's kind of the movies, but it's kind of not. And I just found it a little bit unadventurous, really. Well, the thing with Marvel vs. Capcom is, like, that art style feels like it's leapt off the comic page. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Whereas this, like you say, yeah, it feels like it's kind of leapt out the movie, but gone through a sort of filter <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 weird. It's it's funny, isn't it? And 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 you know, and the 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 actors that are that are that are in the game are all you know very capable. In fact, it's pr- pretty much the, the the cream of the crop. Well, yeah, you got video, video. Nolan North is Iron Man, right? Uh, or Tony yeah, Stark. Yeah. Troy Baker's Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Laura Bailey as Black yeah. Widow and uh, Jeff Shine as Captain America. Tra- and uh, tra- uh, Travis, Travis Willingham, Willingham as Thor. Yeah, as yeah. Thor. It's kind yeah. of a who's who yeah, there's, there's of video game voice performance yeah. artists, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's cracking. But and uh, it's funny because I am kind of left with a with an odd thing of 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 
they're, I mean, I guess they're always just going to have that thing where it's like, yeah, it's not Robert Downey Jr. Like, that stings. <laughs> but once you kind of get past the sort of, it, you know, it's not the movies, they're doing their own thing. They're, they're, perf- they're perfectly fine, aren't yeah, they? They're just yeah. decent. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, it's weird. Uh, the combat, I sort of feel, is... It's decent in... It's fine. You know, you don't really need to use the dodge or the or the, or the, um, the sort of parry. Iron Man has a sort of little parry where yeah. if you if you block just at the moment you get attacked, he sends out a little stunny energy pulse. I like that. But you don't really... It's mm. cool, but you can also just smash the square button and just batter oh, totally. everyone. Uh, particularly with Hulk. I mean, that's the case, which should yeah. be. But it felt weird when I sort of... Because uh, there's a boss battle against Abomination... And you mm-hmm. kind of have to use the dodge a bit there. But mm-hmm. it felt really counterintuitive being Hulk, who's basically yes! a big blunt instrument who just smashes stuff. But then <laughs> would you have the forethought to like, oh, I must dodge? <laughs> it doesn't seem in character. <laughs> yeah, I think you're re- I remember that, yeah. And it's funny because when Hulk does his little dodge animation, it looks pathetic because yeah. he moves about a foot to the right. Sort of it's like, well, look, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to miss the Incredible Hulk if they took reasonable aim at him. Yeah. I don't think doing a little pirouette to the right is going to help. But I think um, yeah. sort of knowing the comics like I do, I mean, I'm not like, mm. you know, the, the authority on Marvel knowledge and lore, but knowing, <laughs> you know, having a, a bit basic grasp, it's like, well, Hulk would, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't struggle against a bunch of AIM soldiers. He'd smash them with ease. He'd, yeah. You know, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head, really. And the, th- the funny thing about this complaint, mm. um, which I think we, it, it, there's two ways to look at it. Um, on the one hand, it's a, it's a comic, but it's a, it's a sort of uber dweeb complaint. <laughs> and it's yeah. like uh, you know, if you, if you know your stuff, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it will, well, you know. Iron Man missing, uh, uh, you know, because his crosshairs yeah. all over the place and he's flying like oh miss 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 miss. He, he yeah. just <laughs> he just would never miss. Like he's got all these targeting <laughs> systems in his armor and stuff. Yeah, and all no, these projectiles. You're are absolutely spot on. And and I found it weird how. Um, again, you know, because everyone roughly has to be sort of sanded down and kind of it's like. Even even because I'm not a comic book uh, aficionado, you know I've read some in my time. But even I, I looked at Hulk, who I think is would you say what about eight foot tall? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, well, I remember the Ang Lee Hulk movie, mm. uh, which I which I'm fond of. But uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, Hulk should be about fifteen, twenty feet tall. I mean, he should absolutely dwarf all these other heroes, right? Um, yeah. Well, it, uh, the, the thing is with Hulk is because of his. This is going to sound super nerdy now. His kind of gamma <laughs> radiation thing is he, he can fluctuate in size. I think. I think like the oh, angrier really? he gets, the bigger he gets. Yeah. Well, I'd lo- I'd love a sort of big like bonkers Hulk. And yeah. you're right. Like when he comes up against so the 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 enemies in the game, the um the people who who uh, spread this evil mist throughout the world or, or or at least help to cause its spread in some way this aim aim is like a scientific organization and they have soldiers that have like futuristic armor mm-hmm. just basically like fodder enemies for yeah. you to kill um you know you do think well I, I think one thump from hulk would absolutely deal with these guys yeah, exactly. in, in, you know but then by the same token it's like all of the characters kind of so Hulk's like the big angry guy, mm-hmm. but then also Iron Man, his ultimate, as you sort of thump people into submission in, in throughout them in the main gameplay, you build up these special moves. So Iron Man has one where he, like, he fires a big beam from his chest, um, and his ultimate uh, is that he turns into the Hulkbuster suit, yeah. 
which basically it's kind of it's it, it, it kind of is hulk for like you know for, for like mm. a minute or so while it while it charges up and then kamala khan her ultimate is that she grows to like massive size yeah. like a, even bigger or taller than the hulk so all the characters they kind of there's a lot of crossover there there's that they, they, they don't they're not quite as distinct from each other as maybe you'd hope in mm. in some ways i'll say yeah but um i do have fun with i think my thing is i am i'm looking forward to playing the single player and i'm looking forward to it in a kind of nice breezy throwaway kind of way like i'm i'm i'm, I'm really yeah. sort of like I kind of get the sense that I'm probably not going to have as much fun with this as like a Batman game no. or a Spider-Man game. But for what it is, I think I'd happily fly around with Iron Man you know, or, yeah. you know, s- swing about with Kamala Khan in a kind of story. I feel like that's um, maybe the way to approach it, mm, that, that it might be mm. a little bit throwaway. Because the the thing with these kind of games is the longevity comes from kind of the loot grind. And for yeah. me, the, there's just not that compulsion. Uh, the thing no. that Crystal Dynamics said, I think, when this was announced, or shortly afterwards, every uh, every person's hero will feel unique or be unique. And I didn't yeah. see any evidence of that in the beta. I thought they were talking about, like, individual armour parts, Ryan Man, or, you know, <laughs> various bits and bobs for each character, so you'd all look different. Well, mm. you might... There's every chance that most people will have like the same Iron Man skin so they will look the same yeah. <laughs> there might be yeah. there might be very tiny differences between them based yeah. on what gear you have equipped but otherwise well there's not gonna there's never gonna be a, enough customization options to make everyone feel truly unique but you play think, a game like Destiny which is obviously this is it's inspiration right mm, we, we mm, can take mm. that as red that Des- they looked at Destiny and like wanted to go with that kind of thing Every mm-hmm. pretty much every guardian in that game does look unique, though it does fulfil that promise. That's that a remit. good point. Yeah, that is, that is a really good so, point. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, and I and I guess we'll we'll really start to see it, you know, once the game fully comes out or it goes into the to, to the big old public mm-hmm. be, uh, beta. But yeah, because I've seen some footage of like a kind of bright blue Iron Man, uh, and, and you're right. Like if that skin's just available, you're going to get lots of double ups. I think you're never going to feel yeah truly unique, but. Yeah, it's strange, and I think if we if we compare it to something like like I don't, I'm skeptical of its of its uh, st- staying power in, in the same way that Destiny has. Well, this is know. the thing. Yeah, um, it feels like it it's in that kind of possible anthem category. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Which is worrying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I agree, and I should I also don't care about the the funny thing is is that. The gear and the loot completely turns me off. I just mm. think, oh god, you know, there's a there's a button that's something like equip best loot yeah, or equip, equip best, best gear. gear, and I just yeah. pushed that and went right. Well, they've all got the highest level. Exactly, I'll do that. You yeah, know? It, it sort of <laughs> but, renders it you know, kind of null and void, but, right? Yeah, but maybe some people get <clears throat> you know get a real kick out on that oh. and sort of leveling up there. Yeah, no, I know that they do, and and that's great. But um, mm. and you can boost different bits of gear and whatever and make them better. But yeah. I don't know. Power man. up certain bits. You should, yeah, get, a, we'll, you should we'll, get a little sting of excitement when you open like a little loot box and see what pops out. But I know. And this, you just—it's like, oh, okay. I've got a, yeah. I've got some rib cage enhancement for Hulk. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I've got something for Hulk that gives his wrists little hand yeah. wraps <laughs> on them. I don't know what that does yeah. for him. Like a little sort of boxer. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it. 
I'm I'm wary of going in with any kind of overexcitement. I I I had fun with it in a breezy, nice, throwaway kind of way, and I'm look. I am actually looking forward to to just playing through the single player campaign. I'm I'm super up for that. I may not stay for a very long time and do the the war zones and the drop zones and the heart. I mean, they all roughly amount to the same thing, which is clobbering aim soldiers. Yeah. But um, you know, and so maybe if we compare it to a destiny one way and then going the other way we could compare it to a spider-man or a batman it doesn't really fit into either of those camps and nor i think in in my opinion will it deliver in the in, to the full extent that those other games do but uh, you know i don't know that yet and there's an awful lot of fans out there that will absolutely eat this up mm-hmm. and you know it, it's always going to be the test it, 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 like um, you know a month after launch two months after launch three months after if people are still playing yeah if it has that depth of gameplay for me it doesn't in terms of its combat not at the it moment, just doesn't no. not at the not at the moment not not in this first beta but we shall see my 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 overall feeling is broadly positive at this point, I think. Okay, yeah, I think, yeah, this, like you said, the single player stuff is more fun and more interesting yeah. to me. The co op stuff should be the most interesting part, but, but <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't have the same pull because it's, you know, yeah. open. Yeah, I think. Absolutely, and I and I, it, for me, because I'm because I'm sort of silly and only really I'm sort of like I look at the single player and I go, oh well, I'll just take that bit and enjoy that bit. But really, if you look at the game as a whole and you look at everything it's supposed to be, then at this stage, I can completely understand it being broadly disappointing. So yeah. <laughs> you can sort of go either way. Um, I yeah, I, I I totally get that, and 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 I think I do feel, oh maybe I'm not the target, or I don't care about gear, and I'm not that <laughs> fussed about the Avengers, but. You know, we'll, we'll see anyway. We'll see. Mm. Yeah. Uh, are you guys ready for some uh, terribly exciting news? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, go on then. And I once had an encounter with Joss Stone in a hotel in London. It was around the launch of the Ghostbusters video game. Remember that? Joss Stone! Okay. There's an event in this hotel, and she was being shown around the hotel reception for some reason by a member of the hotel staff, and she was carrying her little dog. And um, the hotel staff member who was showing around uh, sort of gestured towards us. It was like me and some other journalists went, are these people with you to Joss Stone? Are these people with you to Joss Stone? And she gave the most like unbelievable look of disgust (laughs) the very notion. She was like, no. And we were all just like, charming. We've got a little smattering of delectables. First of all, Cuphead, surprisingly, is out for the PlayStation 4. That's cool, Wait. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Ooh, I did play it on the Xbox a while ago, and I really, really liked it. Uh, and it's good that it... Actually, hang on a minute. Isn't Cuphead also on the Switch? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just not really an exclusive anymore, is it? No. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. No, you can play it on every platform now, can't you? <laughs> Yeah, well, look, you know, Cuphead's coming to PS4, and uh, who knows, maybe Spider-Man will be in it at some point down the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this one's kind of cool. Uh, PlayStation 5, quote-unquote, activities yeah. will apparently boot up in div- like certain bits of games to play, which I thought sounded kind of, sounded kind of cool. So mm-hmm. this was, uh, according to Game Reactor, it's a feature uh, that acts as a, uh, quote, instant deep link 
to specific... Uh, they, they were talking about World Rally Championship 9, I should say. Right. And they said it's an instant deep link to specific races directly from the console's menu. So if you're just sitting at home and you got World Rally Championship 9 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, well, I fancy a little a little cheeky race. Yeah. You don't, you don't actually have to load up the game and go into the game's menu and press race because of this activities feature. You can just access the race function from the game from your dashboard. Oh, weird. So just you're just skipping the main menu, basically. You're just mm-hmm. cutting all that out. And this is yeah. kind of, I guess, the th- uh, Mark Cerny mentioned it in a thing for Wired last year. and Because, uh, well, they're always driving home the quick load times on PS5, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So, but how great is that? I was sort of thinking to myself, if it's like NBA 2K and I can just load up an exhibition <laughs> match from my dashboard. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, can you um, can you skip past the uh, bit with Shaq and and that guy at the <laughs> sort of chatting before the game? Because Shaq and because uh, you usually and, uh, just hammer the X button to get past it. <laughs> just oh, shut up, shut up, <laughs> Ernie, Shaq, and Kenny. Yeah, yeah. You probably won't be able to skip that, but it will mean skipping. Uh, some sort of variation on uh, frequency vibrations and or prayers. So I know no. you're not interested in doing that. No, I'm not doing that. Forget it. <laughs> but it's, you know, it sounds cool. I'm all for that. Mm. Um, this one sounds bloody mental, uh, but see what you guys think. Uh, Ubisoft's King of Arthur RPG got cancelled due to Serge Hascoe's dislike of the, of the genre, well, claims report. When he stepped down and resigned or whatever... Uh, mm. It was said that he he was the man who could green light or um, you know cancel yeah. a game you know with a gesture. Well, yeah. So yeah. well, there you go. <laughs> there, there, but right the, there. But th- this one just sounds bonkers, though. I mean, get a yeah. load of this, right? Mm. So Ubisoft was working on a King Arthur RPG. Yeah. And Serge Hascoway d- didn't like fat. Well, like wasn't keen on fantasy. This this came out of a, a, a Bloomberg report, by the way. This was the thing you, you, you know the thing that Mark Laidlaw was involved in yeah. at uh, Ubisoft. Um, Do you mean Mike Laidlaw? And, and sorry, you are sorry. Mike Laidlaw. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Mark. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, you know Marky Mark Laidlaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, brought on to direct and uh, codenamed Avalon, and apparently like. They tried a bunch of stuff. They like they tried changing the game, like setting it in a sci-fi world, uh, drawing on like Greek mythology, or trying to like basically trying try to get him to go, yeah, all right then. Mm. But wasn't keen on the setting. But I don't understand why you'd have a King Arthur thing, and then you'd you'd be, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get my we'll get Marky Mark Laidlaw to come in, and we'll do this King Arthur thing. But then Sir Chasco is like, yeah, yeah, but I don't like fantasy though. I just. It just sort of boggles the mind. It's like, hang on a minute, isn't your biggest franchise Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Like, what do you mean you yeah. don't? Like, I don't. Well, I that has yeah. historical basis, though, you know. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine yeah. if uh, it was like, well, actually, technically, it's sci-fi. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Well, I suppose it <laughs> is, you... though, right? To be fair. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I think like ninety percent of people, when they look at Assassin's Creed, will go, "Oh, it's a you know historical." Yeah, I, I, I guess maybe not like. Maybe I guess high fantasy like Lord mm. of the Rings style, but but isn't King Arthur slightly more grounded than like a full on yeah. Lord of the Rings? I mean, yeah, it's, it's not England, fantasy. I mean, it? it's, uh, well, it's sort of fantasy because it's, it's more of they've it's got a, Excalibur. And yeah, it's a myth, though, right? It's a mythological thing. It's um, yeah, yeah like you say, it's more grounded. I suppose Merlin is the magic thing, and there's are the dragons. You got are the dragons in the there story? is a dragon, Lady yeah, of the Lake, a dragon. And all that. Yeah, actually, I guess it is pretty fantasy yeah, to be fair. Yeah, but not as fantasy uh, as like Lord of the Rings, like you say. 
No. Well, he, and apparently one of the things that Serge Haskaway said to the team was that it had to be, quote, better than Tolkien. Oh, yeah, because um, that, that's, <laughs> that's an easy uh, Easy. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, we can make it better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it with us. Leave it with us. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> in uh, other... Oh, actually, no, well, this isn't... It. Here's another one. It's not fantasy. But it is historic. It's Ghost of Tsushima, the game that we both really like. Yes. Uh, this is Toshihiro Nagoshi of Yakuza fame. Yeah. Uh, praises Sucker Punch's, quote, monstrous research efforts mm. for Ghost of Tsushima. So this was uh, an interview in Sega Nama. Uh, Nagoshi said, quote, It's the kind of work made by non-Japanese people that makes you feel they're even more Japanese than us. I think it's amazing. We often believe Western people would never get certain Japanese things, but the game shows this way of thinking is wrong in the first place. So this was this was like um, uh, Sucker Punch. Like they they went to Tsushima for like a couple of months, didn't they? And, and went super in depth recording the sounds of local birds and things like that. Yeah. They went sort of really overboard in their research. But there you go. Uh, clearly paid off in the eyes of the Yakuza creator. That's got to mean something, right? If you're at Sucker Punch, you, you know, Nagoshi comes out and says, yeah, yeah. You've, you've knocked it out. That's nice. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's not, not too Fair shabby. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, we, got, we got word from uh, people that were super unhappy with the uh, Halo Infinite thing. Yeah. You, you know, they revealed Halo Infinite, yeah. the Xbox thing, like, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people... Uh, we're not happy with. The, how did you guys feel about the kind of visuals of of Halo Infinite? Did you I, I, get like a? I thought it looked okay. I thought it looked fine. I thought it looked quite fun. I, I thought it looked like um, it was fulfilling that kind of uh, promise to go back to the roots a bit. Mm. But the, yeah, there were like all sorts of breakdowns and stuff saying they're flat and lit weirdly and yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really notice that. But I'm you know. Did you did you see that image in like did you th- when you mm. saw that thing were you like oh yeah this looks rubbish or this looks great <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was watching it I was like I guess it looks all right but I don't really have the investment into Halo and I'm like not expecting it to look yeah. any sort of way other than a first person shooter that's quite like, kind of blocky and kind of mm. actually yeah the blockiness people. Yeah, right people now. did look at some of the, 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 the lighting and textures were a little bit, a little bit funky. Um, I mean, I didn't know it. I guess, I guess maybe people lose sight of the fact that it's, you know, it's developed also as an Xbox One game. So maybe it's not going to absolutely blow you away. It oh. seemed yeah. like people weren't, didn't really bear that in mind. But, that, but, but, that, but, but that either way. Therein lies the problem, I think, is that people were thinking this is going to be a showcase for Xbox Series X, you know, the most powerful mm. console in the world. And, um, mm. yeah, it didn't look that impressive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, 343 Industries, uh, the games uh, the games developer, says uh, on a post on uh, Halo Waypoint, said that there is still work to do. And they said, quote, uh, while we see and hear far more positive than negative, uh, we do want to share a bit more context. Uh, with Halo Infinite, we're returning to a more classic art style, uh, which was a key message going back to the very first reveal. Uh, that garnered enthusiastic and positive responses. The the second theme being discussed involves visual fidelity. Um, so there's a, there's a sort of subtle divide between the art direction, which I think people broadly like. I mean, I liked it. It looked a lot like Halo 1. It was yeah. very green, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then other people actually talking about graphical fidelity. 
And uh, anyway, th- so they said on, on, on this post, quote, uh, negative feedback in the area of visual fidelity uh, includes comments around characters and objects appearing flat, uh, simplistic, plasticky, uh, lighting feeling a bit dull and flat, and some object popping. Um, they said, in many ways, we're in agreement here. Uh, we, we do have work to do uh, to address some of these areas uh, and, and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation. So, that, so I think there's a, there's a slight line to be, to be mindful of, which is, you know, how much of this is, is the art direction mm. and then how, versus the actual graphical fidelity of the game. I, I looked at it, I thought it looked lovely, but perhaps I didn't, you know, pay it the proper scrutiny. But either way, it, you know, if, 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 you, if you thought it looked a little bit... Um, a little bit spotty than three four threes with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, as regards fidelity. Um, oh, take two CEO. This is Mr. Zelnick, Mr. Strauss Zelnick, uh, says that seventy dollars uh, is not necessarily the new standard game price. So this was, I think, NBA Two K Twenty One is like the first game that's yeah uh, the next gen, but the PS Five. Xbox Series X version of uh, NBA 2K21 is RRP $70, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And uh, Zelnick, in an interview with uh, Games Industry, Zelnick said, uh, quote, uh, obviously, like, we don't speak for the industry, and the industry naturally doesn't coordinate on these matters. Um, and it's, 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 it's decided on a per-game basis. Um, I mean, I, I'm st- I still... He also said uh, on an earnings call, uh, quote... Uh, he kind of defended the increase, saying, I would just observe uh, that there hasn't been a frontline price increase for a very long time, although costs have increased significantly. So it, do- it does sort of sound like um, it's definitely, you know, it's not off the table, mm. right? I mean, <laughs> well, it is funny because, sort of- you know, the Argos catalogue is um, no longer going to be printed. <laughs> Someone scanned yeah. in, like, vintage Argos uh, pages from. The Mega Drive era, and um, oh my God. it's shocking to see that those cartridges were fifty nine ninety nine back then. It's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. He, he's not wrong in that regard, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, it, it is funny. How would you guys feel about? I mean, I know. Well, actually, yeah, Rich, you, you've. Uh, by the way, here I tell you what, I'll put this item of news on the uh, on the roundup, <laughs> so we can all discuss this yeah. just for the world at large. <laughs> Rich just bought a Dreamcast. I did. For for a bloody good price, mm. and you got two controllers. No, two what, visual memory two units. Two VMUs, one controller. Yeah, I'm in the process Lovely. of getting another controller as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and five games for his trouble. Yeah, oh not bad, right? No, and it's I immaculate. Think it's, absolutely cracking. it's in great condition. It's like it's almost never been used. He sent me a picture of the, of, of, of the console. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's no no scratches on there, yeah. no smudges, no, nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's very nice. I'm very, very, very jealous of that. Oh. But yeah. Um, so you're 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 a kind of buyer of video games. I was going to say because I I don't really I, what, the buying I tend to do is when stuff's on sale. And I my my favourite thing in the world is to play things from about five years ago. Right. I like to be fas- fashionably behind the curve. But how would you guys feel if I guess in our country it'd be what sixty instead of fifty pounds? Well, the recommended retail price at the moment is I think it kind of veers from fifty to fifty-five. So it could ah. it could go as high as sixty-five or seventy maybe. Yowza, yeah. How, how does that make you feel? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I completely understand, you know, costs, uh, you know, have, well, have gone up. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, I mean, his reasoning, isn't it, Stra- uh, Zelnix, is that it represents the, the quality of the game. If that's the case, 
you're gonna, you're, it's going to be under much greater scrutiny from the consumer, <laughs> isn't it? <coughs> They're going to be like, it's yeah, going to think... be frigging awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, I guess it'd make you sort of scrutinise it a hell of a lot yeah. heavier. What, 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 how do you feel, Imogen? Do you sort of think if you were faced with uh, a six, say, let's say for argument's sake, I don't know, like a sixty-five quid price thing for like the next Assassin's Creed, would you would you would you wait for a sale on that one? Or I would I would wait for a sale, but I would understand that 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 price probably reflects like the cost of development and the cost of like promoting the game and cost of like actually making physical copies of the game and getting them around the world. I feel mm. like But then there's the, mm. the retailers cut as well, if you're buying from a shop. Yeah, as well. Mm. Um and I think that's possibly where like the subscription models for games like kind of become a bit more attractive. Um like yes, PS, is it PS Plus and Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's where like those sort of things become a bit more attractive. Like oh, Fall Guys is like the next. The, it is the PS Plus game of this month, and it was like oh, on sale just like just beforehand. Mm, and it's like mm. yeah, well, it's, it's gonna yeah, a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. It push push people to consider Game Pass certainly. I mean, if you can get yeah. a relatively new game on there as part of your subscription, you, or even yeah. like old ones that are still like, or not old, like I say, like last year that are older, yeah, yeah. that are, would be still pricey, but you can just get them through Game Pass for X many months. Mm. Yeah, well, one of the things that I hope, I think, or, or would love to see is um, developers not necessarily feeling the need uh, to make gargantuan games. Yeah. You know, if you think about, like, an Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Imagine if this, if this, let's say for argument's sake, you know, this price increase just went ahead and uh, things were sort of 65 quid, 70 quid or, so, or something. Let's say 65. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd love it if that opened up a sort of gaming middle class of like a, a kind of the return of the double A. Well the yeah. mid you know, tier game is virtually non existent these days, right? It's kind of absolutely indie or low budget or triple A blockbuster. You do occasionally get something like a Plague Tale Innocence Actually yeah. Um, a Hellblade, arguably, because that was sort of they always said, "Oh, we'd do AAA visuals on a on a double A budget," mm. or you know, it was kind of a smaller thing. So you, you th- 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 there is some room there, but 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 the the range is feels very very narrow. I I agree with you. It sort of seems like well, you've got these indies ranging from sort of triple I, as they'd say, or, or in, you've got your indie darlings, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you've got the, the you know the kind of triple A. But if this new price point, uh, you know, if someone someone like um let's take a really big one like Naughty Dog or something mm-hmm. and then they said uh, you know we're going to do a sort of six seven hour complete it in a weekend single player game um, and that and that's it and it's going to be like a lower budget uh, you know a focused experience that will go for like $30 or something like that or, or it wouldn't even need to be like an absolutely huge developer like that but you know pe- people's people in the middleweights well, that would make kind of interesting games or more you know, Blue, Bloober Team or something like yeah. that like Blair Witch no, that would absolutely. be uh, yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. No, I yeah. think I think more stuff like kind of Uncharted Lost Legacy would be nice to yeah. see. Yeah, that, that it would was be great. Lo- lovely. Because you've got the quality of a AAA game, but then you've got the kind of more compactness, which uh, you know is is often welcome. You don't always want a yeah. sprawling epic that takes you know no. tens of hours to complete. Yeah, 
hundred percent. And if it's and if it means that that you know the, we then have a broader range somewhere in the middle of titles that were thirty forty quid mm-hmm. instead of the, the full price, you, I'm all I'm all for that lovely kind of double A middle ground. Yeah. Or, or, but anyway, there is one last item of news. Uh, it's one of those items of news is where I tell you it and you go, oh, and then I tell you the rest of it and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, Splinter Cell's back hey. as an anime series. Oh, for fuck's sake. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Right, <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Is that all right? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Um, it will be produced uh, by uh, Derek Kolstad, who is the uh, jo- the writer of John Wick. Mm. Um, it's an anime uh, series adaptation from Netflix and Ubisoft. Well, surely so. the hope there is that this is a primer for the next Splinter Cell game. Watch the show, play the uh, new game, everyone. I like everyone. it, I like it. Rich has got his eyes on the silver lining. Otherwise, you know, it's a game from 2013 that's getting an adapt. <laughs> Or prior to 2013, whichever game you've played from the pa- whichever back one they go, yeah, what, yeah. I don't know if, with the detail on this animated series of like, well, which one are they gonna? Yeah, having said imagine, that, imagine though, if they got Michael Ironside. That'd be great. But having said that, I'm yeah. thinking like there was a Castlevania series, and you know, Lords of Shadow Two was the last one, wasn't it? And that's 2014. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it could go true. either way. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, it's that time of the week. Uh, you guys know what time it is. There's animosity brewing. Yeah, can um, we actually get one this week? Who won it last? The oh, bloody listeners again. You. Me? You what? Yeah, yeah. Well, both of you. Mm-hmm. I've had my mates going. I don't know what's the matter with them. I had my other mate the other day saying he got it on like clue number two. Right. Uh, uh, them's fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen. Have a lovely jingle, and then uh, who won it last? Did, did the listeners, listeners win last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're on a streak. Remember, two two week streak. <laughs> They are. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And yep. I have, as ever, backup clues because I don't like drawers. Get ready for the quiz. It's quiz time. Let's get quizzical. Let's get down to quizness. Mm. Uh, it's the quiz. quiz the rules knows. are in the jingle, and you know the rules. Quiz knows. Is that a fast forward? Pl- uh, fast forward. Fast food fast place. Fast forward. Yeah. I don't it? even know which yeah. way yeah, the quiz knows is. Mm. Is, is it? Um, it's American, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, quiz yeah. Knows. It's a vine. Right, right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> clue number one. Are you both ready? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Good. Good. My first appearance in a video game was in 1997, and my last appearance in a video game was in 2009. Wow, it's like it bookended New Labour. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I suppose it did, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, I'd love it if you got it on that clue. It'd be the most bonkers thing ever. Um, <clears throat> right. Uh, clue number two. Uh, I have been in five games, and uh, and I've been redesigned twice. Stop. Oh. 
Richard Walker. Is it the futuristic world of Wipeout? <laughs> no, it's 95, wasn't it? No, no. Nah. Well, we had the Omega collection like last year, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was only last yeah. year. Why am I thinking that was 2009? Yeah. Rubbish. No. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. not, is it? Uh, clue number three. Uh, I was the site of a very famous bank robbery. <gasps> Stop. Ooh. Richard Walker. Is it Hatton Garden from The Getaway? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Although I must make a mental note and make sure. So the famous robbery. I, the getaway down. I can't remember when the getaway came out. It was like two thousand and two, one, two. Yeah, I, I want to say two. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. Um, <clears throat> right. Anyway, clue number um, four. Uh, some people like looking down on me, uh, while others like to get up close and personal. Hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. Stop. I don't what that means. <laughs> Richard Walker. Uh, no, no, forget it. I don't even <laughs> want to say it. No, it's wrong. Uh, I have a very uh, colourful and vibrant uh, New Year festival. Ah. Oh. <clears throat> oh wow. Um. Oh. Clue number six. Uh, I once served as a very famous piece of life advice for Jack Nicholson. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop. Oh. Rich Walker. Chinatown. <laughs> That's, you know the format. Stop, uh, from Sleeping Dogs. Incorrect. Uh, well, it wouldn't be. Uh, stop. Sl- Chinatown from, from Richard Walker. From sorry, you have to wait for me to say oh, Richard right, sorry. Walker. <laughs> from uh, what game's got Chinatown in it? Oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> Shit. That's not a uh, Imogen. Do you want to have a guess? No. Ninety-seven and two thousand nine. Ah. Sorry, wait, was the first game in this, like, series released in 1997? Yeah. My um, my copy of the PlayStation 2 original version of Yakuza 2 has just dropped through the door, everyone. (laughs) Oh, very nice, very exciting. Thank you, Elise. Um, I still can't think. What is this place? Um. (laughs) Uh, 97, 97, 2009. I'm going to have to give this away. No, it's Chinatown in a game. Which game, though? Go on, Imogen, <laughs> let's do this. What came out in 97? Oh, Would you like me no. to go through the clues? Stop. Oh. Richard Walker. Is it Chinatown from GTA Chinatown Wars? And this week's winner hey. is Rich Walker. Yes. yes. Oh, thank Very God. Well thank you. Thank you. Very well done. He's finally broken the winning streak of the listeners. Oh, God. Uh, yes. My first appearance in a video game was in 1997. Grand Theft Auto for the PC and thence the original PlayStation. My last appearance was in 2009, which was indeed for Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Uh, I was a site of a very famous bank robbery. Of course, that is in reference to Three Leaf Clover in Grand Theft Auto 4, oh, which took yeah. place at the Liberty Bank in the Chinatown branch. 
Uh, I have been in five games that have been redesigned twice. The original Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories, Grand Theft Auto 4, and Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. And the redesign came, first of all, from the original game to the 3D universe for Grand Theft Auto 3, and then to the HD universe for 4 and Chinatown Wars. Yeah. Chinatown uh, Wars... Once served as a famous... Did that, that sorry, came to mobile and the DS, didn't it? Uh, yes, but it was the same. It wasn't like readers. It was the same layout. Right, it was just right. a port yeah. sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> once served as a famous piece of life advice for Jack Nicholson. Forget it, Jake. Yeah. It's Chinatown. Yeah. Uh, some people like looking down on me, while others like to get up close and personal, as in reference, of course, mm-hmm. to Chinatown Wars being top-down, yeah. or bird's-eye view, yeah. compared to its depiction in GTA 4, where you actually get down on street See, when level. you said that, I thought GTA... And then when you said the Jack Nicholson thing, I was like, that's got to be Chinatown. And it, why did it take me so long to glue the two together in my Bonkers. head? Yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. You, I, yeah, you got you got there. You got there. Uh, yeah, very well done. Very well done. It's uh, time to get some, get some input from the listeners, uh, if you're both ready to get your questions, theories, comments, queries, hats on. Yes, yes. please. The classic Ooh. Cornish pasty. Cornish. Ooh. A proper from Cornwall. Questions, theories, comments, and queries. You send them in and we'll talk about them for a little bit. Uh, First one from Michael. Uh, With a lot of people being out of work and having money issues this year, and next-gen systems sounding like they'll be uh, the priciest we've seen for some time, Mm -hmm. will the PS5 and Xbox Series X be the lowest-selling consoles at launch ever? Well, I mean, they might be the lowest-selling consoles at launch, not just because of the price, but because... COVID has severely limited the amount of stock they can uh, have on hand, right? We did get that story last week about Sony, uh, because of uh, the pandemic, actually increasing their thing to like 10 million uh, consoles to actually take advantage of that, didn't we? Yeah, well, we don't, yeah. So we, I mean, it it could, I mean, I'm thinking in terms of price, like... Yeah, because the the only what's the what's the most expensive console like the this the Xbox One X is like was what was that when it came out like five hundred pounds four fifty you can get one for three hundred now yeah but yeah, yeah. four fifty <clears throat> so like and um, I don't know how well this, I suppose Microsoft don't give out the kind of sales figures for for the Xbox they One don't. do they no they don't <clears throat> and yeah I mean Sony are only too keen to share numbers yeah it, it, I suppose they just yeah well but either way yeah I think I think that's not a bad shout it's funny because on the one hand because of the pandemic I don't know how the how we'll be looking in uh, November um, as regards to lockdown living and all that stuff yeah um, because you might think, you know, in similar... We've had these kind of phenomenons this year, like Animal Crossing. You might think people would say, yeah, well, if we're... You know, we're all in our houses. Let's get let's get the new games consoles. Like, you know, on the one hand, it could, dri- it could drive up demand. Yeah. But then, yeah, as Michael kind of points out, it's like it's money issues and it's people being out of work and stuff. It could really hurt the launch. Yeah. So it could kind of go either way. That, coupled with the fact that this year... Uh, I don't know what looks truly promising at launch. Like, I guess Spider-Man Miles Morales would be the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I don't. But are there any other like big draws at, at launch? Because like for the um, Halo, you can already get on Xbox. This One. is what I was going to say. Like for for Microsoft, not really, because <clears throat> everything they're releasing at launch is going to be compatible with the Series X. Uh, sorry, the Xbox One anyway. So like, if you haven't got the money, you'd be like, well, I'll play I'll play the next gen games on my current console, and then I'll upgrade for free at a mm. later date. You know? But yeah, there's no incentive yeah. there, really, is there? Yeah, yeah, it could it could go either way. I I mean, I yeah, I would err on the side of maybe they won't do too hot, but I don't know. They might we pick up some see. momentum after, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna get one on launch either way. Well, me too. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we sort of have to, right, for our job. We sort of have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then a follow up question because that one was on the backlog uh, from Michael, okay. a regular listener, friend of the podcast, mm. but chimed in. Uh, uh, <clears throat> just after that with uh, any idea when we get more info on uh, Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2 seems to have gone quiet for a long while well, now which is kind of funny because when I read his question I was like yeah it has gone kind of quiet really right they, they brought out that trailer um, during the PS5 reveal thing did they? it wasn't that long ago I mean alright it was June 16th what the PS5 what the future of gaming event yeah did they? the yeah. vampire trailer yeah there's a vamp- yeah, there was, huh. yeah. It was like a, it was like a sort of cinematic trailer. It wasn't gameplay or anything. And then they right. released... Oh, um, I, to be fair, I'd forgotten about that, so fair enough. They released details on the, sorry, on a new character and uh, the collector's edition in June. So th- there have been little updates here and there. Right. But it has, oh, okay. it, the past two months, yeah, there's been nothing. Well, and do we know anything about a release? Is that just 2021? I think it's, I think so. yeah, sort of tentatively. Is it? Yeah. No. It's not a launch one, is it? No, no, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. I, I am up for that game, by the way. Yeah. I'm, 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 it looks super cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this one from uh, from Joseph. Uh, why are Microsoft and Sony so afraid of revealing the price or launch date of their new consoles? Is it just because of what's going on with the pandemic? Uh, people are still buying games in droves. I've no doubt both will sell out at launch regardless of price. Differing perspective from Joseph there. Yeah, why, why do you... Th- uh, do you think they're afraid of it because it's going to be uh, astronomically highly priced? Well, yeah, I mean, th- this more than ever seems slightly unprecedented, waiting this long <laughs> to reveal vital details. <laughs> yeah, and not also I think pre-order. there's an element of, like, the companies want the other company to go first. It's, almost. it's a Wild West standoff. It is. That, like, <laughs> the, the fingers twitching over their pistols and no one wants to <laughs> go first. <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it could be that one of the companies just wants to sort of undercut the other one by like 50 quid. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, if they came back and went, no, actually, ours is that price. No, yeah, ours yeah. is found less. <laughs> well, no, no. Drive it down till it's like a quid. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, that's great competition. That yeah, that's that's when the open market is great. Yeah, yeah. You just keep keep going. It's like an auction. Mm, that'd be great. The back a reverse auction. A reverse auction to get it down. Yeah, a race to the bottom. Uh, Joseph concludes with saying, I don't get it. And then he also wraps up by saying, also, we need to make going turbo a thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm trying to make that happen. Uh, I think, think, Rich, you're keen on it, aren't you? Oh, I love it. I'm a big going turbo fan. Yeah. Turbo man. Um, Probably. Was it... The snail. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The super fast uh, racing snail things. 
God, yeah, I forgot about that. Was that Pixar? On... No, it wasn't. I think it's probably DreamWorks, wasn't it? It's got it's got DreamWorks written all over it. That actually, actually, yeah, I think you're it was right. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what? Ryan Reynolds uh, voiced Turbo the Snail. Wow. And it was DreamWorks. Unbelievable. Yeah. I did not know that. DreamWorks, That's yeah. Funny, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's quite funny. We, uh, <laughs> we'll end on, uh, on, on this one because it's, it's kind of interesting. Josh, um, Josh, Josh. Mm, ca- go on, can, sorry. Can we call you Turbo Man? I was just thinking <laughs> while we were talking about the DreamWorks snail movie, mm. I was thinking the only Turbo for me is Turbo Man. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, you can call me that if you want. I'd be quite flattered at that. All right, brilliant. Uh, this from uh, Communists Vin, which is kind of an interesting screen name. Mm. I don't know, you know. Maybe maybe he's a communist. Uh, I recently, you what? Sorry, maybe he's a communist. Yeah, maybe mm. so. Uh, I recently played through the, the Last of Us two. Uh, and found myself frustrated with its messaging about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and violence, which is an interesting take. I read a piece on uh, on Vice about its 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 pro-Israeli politics. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, question goes on to say, uh, I still love it, uh, and it might be my game of the generation. Mm. Uh, what are your favourite games where you've disagreed with the central mm. message? Ooh. That's an intriguing... I like that a lot. Um <laughs> Um, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I suppose Death Stranding. Um, you don't think the, people the, should connect? You think that they should? I think people they should I stay think away definitely from each people other. should. If you want to open a lovely little post-apocalyptic cafe, mm. but just slap a Wi-Fi ban on there, absolutely. But the ultimate um, message of that game seemed to be uh, get get everyone on an extremely high-speed fiber optic internet network, and and everything's brilliant after that. Is that is that um, a line from the game? I think that was the final <laughs> line from the game. That was what Sam said just before he blasted off to the moon yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> <laughs> Sam died on the way to um, his home planet. Yeah, uh, but but so and I suppose broadly I've I've kind of disagreed. Though there are other messages in that game I really do agree with, and you know the same with Metal Gear and its nuclear disarmament and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, well, I mean, it's what, nice, what about you a guys? Nice utopian ideal, isn't it? It'd be lovely if we could disarm all the nuclear weapons and just get along. Oh well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. like you know, like there have been other games where I really do agree. Like I love that about Metal Gear. Yeah. What about Streets um, of Rage, where the only way to solve problems is by beating up every everyone? When what you should really do <laughs> is sit them down, give them a bit of counselling, find out why yeah. they're sort of punks who want to mm. work for Mr. X or whatever. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and let's get to the root of their um, problems. Why? Why are they the like, the Why is this going on? Yeah, and and why can't we all just find our food in bins yeah <laughs> you know that yeah. that's if you want next christmas if you want a lovely turkey dinner mm. kick over a, 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 a rubbish bin, bin yeah and or punch a, a phone booth to bits punch a phone booth to bits yeah there will you be see, a that's chicken a underneath there'll be a chicken no lurking good if in you're there. a vegan ev- <laughs> you'll be open for an apple yeah, mm. or an apple. It's all there. It, that that game's messaging is utterly bonkers. That's why um, I love it, Josh. But that's why you love yeah. it. Uh, what about you, I- Imogen? Have you ever played a game and thought, I'm loving this, but actually the messaging's all over the place? Mm. Um, thinking about it, I think it might be like Dragon Age Inquisition. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, coming out of left field. Because, <laughs> you know, you've got like all the classes and the races that you can be from the start, and you've got like a established background. And then you've got yeah. all those decisions that you can make and kind of 
define who your character is going to be and what course these various nations are going to take. Mm-hmm. A lot of those kind of conversations sometimes that you have are undercut by the characters. If you say like, "Oh, I don't believe I was like chosen for this job by a god," like another character will be like, "But you were though," and then that <laughs> seems to be like the dominant narrative. <laughs> No matter how many times you say, like, I don't believe in that, the character's like, but it did happen. Yeah, but it definitely happened, so shut and up. And also, like, you yeah. kind of get dropped into these various places, and then you walk up to a thing, and you stab your little, like, trident in the ground, and you're like, well, this, like, timber machinery thing, now, like, I own it now. It's like, well, mm. why, why do you own it? This is the start of the game, like... She, they own it because there's a little kind of yellow outline where to plant the flag in that. Yeah, you know. plant so the you flag. It's yours. It's yours. Yeah, this I think that was broad. broad, broad <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think broadly speaking, that's NASA's rationale with the moon, isn't yeah. it? If we just pop, just pop a flag in there, and yeah. it's, uh, it belongs to America. Yeah, yeah. Although I did, also, I did um, kind of like that in Dragon Age, just claiming stuff, going, I mean, "Yeah, it's mine now." It is this like is it's mine. a fun little like ticking the box kind of like thing, yeah. and you like, yeah, uncover the map. <laughs> See the banner. But then I think about mine. it, and I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because they're the Inquisitor. <laughs> they can do what they want. Carte blanche. Yeah. But it's just... Rich likes a sort of um, an imperial abuse of power yeah. when, it's, when it serves the greater good. Yeah. Uh, I would also be broadly wary of uh, Mario, uh, you know, this uh-huh. this idea of if, if you go eating a bunch of odd-looking mushrooms. Mm. It'll make you big and um, powerful. It will make you powerful enough to, to defeat an enormous lizard uh, and rescue a monarch. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, it doesn't really have much real world application, so I, you know. Yeah, don't copy but, that game, um, kids. <laughs> it'll end badly. Don't try it breaking will. to Buckingham Palace, you know. It, it'll end fight, in tears. Fight Prince Philip for, <laughs> for Queen Elizabeth <laughs> and throw yeah. her over your shoulder and run out there with her. Mm. No. It, it will not end well no, for you. Don't we, do we it. We promise you that. Yeah, uh, well, that will just about do us for this week. Uh, thanks, as ever, to the listeners for their thought-provoking musings. Yeah, you didn't win this week, um, though, did you? No, yeah. Rich, Rich gets the gloating thanks. this week. The, the listeners were absolutely brutalised by Rich's efforts. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks, as ever, to Colin Mahern, Andy B and Adam Cook for our delectable musical stings. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not go on Snapchat or Good Instagram. Good advice, generally. Uh, in life generally mm-hmm. but also to track down uh, the VG content uh, go on Twitter at videogamer.com email me podcast at videogamer.com for uh, for the questions theories comments queries keep them coming in we love the theories mm. especially always love the theories and comments are underrated just let us know what you're up to uh, in life I am uh, if you want to tweet us personally I'm at Joshy Wise Imogen's at underscore Don Lothario and Rich is at Richie W eight. Where you can see a picture of my lovely new Dreamcast and me watching an episode of Simpsons while I'm yeah, admiring it's, it. Uh, Homer the Flanders. Uh, Homer loves Flanders. Yeah, I haven't seen Homer that one loves for a while. Flanders. And I'd forgotten about yeah, that a- scene where where Ned goes to the clock tower. <laughs> he reenacts the Homer sort of bell tower. That's also Homer. That's <laughs> that's Homer. <laughs> There's. <laughs> it's <mental. laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Right, so uh, you completely derailed me there. Sorry. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks everyone. Thank it's goodbye from uh, from me. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Rich. Bye. And it's goodbye from Imogen Donovan. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.